So I, I myself have very sensitive nipples. I always have. And once I got a boob job, they're even more sensitive. Welcome back one and all. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow. So share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday. And if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, But that's enough from me, and let's get to today's guest. I'll clap again. Welcome back to the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast. I am your host, Molly Stewart, and I am once again coming to you from Australia. Now, um... This is going to be a completely solo episode. I don't have any guests today. David is off doing his David things. I am here alone in this studio. Um, It's actually the gym. So it's a really cool gym setup, but you can't see it because I covered it with a green screen. I had a lot of issues just getting set up this morning. So I'm sorry if the light is off. I'm sorry if the sound is off. I broke my ring light. Well, I should say I didn't break my ring light. I broke this, this thing. So for those of you who are only listening, it's the thing that holds your phone onto it. It somehow slid off of the ring light as I was transporting it into this room. I don't really understand. Um, It's really cold outside right now. I did pick a horrible time uh, to come to Australia. It's so cold. So for those in the States who may not know what this is, I didn't really understand what this was either. And now it's my favorite thing in the entire world. For those who are listening, it is like a fuzzy bag that kind of looks like the inside of an Ugg boot, like turned inside out. Um, It's a hot water bottle. So it's just like a a big rubber bladder that you boil uh, water and then you pour it inside and it makes everything very warm and you can just hold it close to your body and try to gain warmth from it because I, I, I don't know. They don't like heaters as much here or something. It's kind of interesting. There's no, um, there's no like HVAC, like central heating system in the house. It's just like some heaters strapped to the walls, which is pretty cool, but it is upside down land. (laughs) So, um, another update. Um, I have driven a car on the road in Australia and I didn't kill me or my partner, which was super, super awesome. I was really proud of myself and, it's a little, a little terrifying, but I'm trying new things every day. <laughs> things that stress me out. Everything, you know, it's a kind of per my conversation with David last time. Um, there's only, there's only the present, and you cannot <laughs> stress yourself out about the past or the future. Just do the things, and something that's very hard for me, and I'm trying to not overthink things, worry about things, but. I'm kind of just very, I don't know if OCD is really the right term. I feel like everybody says that they're OCD about things, but I I have my little things that are very specific. And when things do not go according to my plan or how I see them going, it's like I just explode and I don't know how to handle it. So something I'm working on and 
we're going to try that with this episode today because uh, I tried to get through a, a few different submissions. I've I've categorized them myself. I've pulled them into a Word document. Um, I have not reviewed the voice messages yet, um, but it looks like all of the voice messages are currently from one listener. Yes. So um, it's a lot from one listener. So I don't I don't know that I will necessarily go through all of them. I may pick two of the voice messages because that is all that I have to pull from. So if you are a listener um, and you would like to continue listening to episodes, please send your submissions to anchor.fm slash TWND um, and uh, leave me some voice messages or leave me some emails as well because when I do solo episodes like these, I have massive amounts of stress <laughs> not knowing necessarily what I'm going to talk about sitting by myself in a room. Um, so it's always nice to have feedback from the people who actually listen to and consume the show because I like to hear what you guys think, not necessarily even about me, just about life in general. And I can kind of from that, I guess, figure out what other kind of topics um, in the future that you guys would like to hear me discuss either with myself or with uh, future guests that I have planned coming up. Um, and yeah, so any submissions would be super amazing. And I'm sorry if this ends up being a boring episode, but you guys did seem to enjoy uh, my special from Sydney. So we'll see how this goes. I also have a timer running right now. I don't even know how I've done so far. I'm really trying not to swear within the first 10 minutes of this episode. So um, I, I thought I'd make a mental note to try something new and I'm really going to try to actually monitor myself. So I'm about uh, a little under five minutes in. So we'll see how this goes. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. So I think first I will get to, let me see, what voicemail do I want to begin with? All right, so here is a homeschool question, and this comes to us from Cornell. They're all from Cornell, just letting you know, but I'll, I'll announce it each time. Um, and also, if you guys would like to send submissions, but you don't want people to know who you are, feel free to make up a name or just don't include your last name because, you know, names are pretty generic as far as that goes. I won't out people who don't want to be outed for their personal information. Of course, I would, I would never. All right. So homeschool question from Cornell. Hey, Molly, this is Cornell. Um, when you had Alex on the podcast last, you mentioned that you were homeschooled and grew up without any friends and kind of credited that with why you don't do well when out in the masses nowadays. So I had two questions related to that. One, do you ever wish that you had had a more, I guess, mainstream upbringing? And two, do you think that the way that you grew up contributed to your career choice when you became a cam model? Being as that's something also that you can do alone. Um, I think, <laughs> I think that's kind of a two-part. This is what. I said it. Sorry, David. I really tried so hard. I said it really quietly, though. Um, I wish I had David here to keep me in check. And, okay, so I also have this problem, right, that when I'm not actively engaging, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I start to listen, and then I zone out and get distracted 
like as I was listening to that, I started to hit this vape and then I was like, hmm, damn, I didn't charge this vape last night. And then I started zoning out and then I came back in listening to conversation. So what I believe the question was about was <laughs> how did homeschooling essentially affect how um, I am in the real world and um, as far as like my camming career choice. Um, so speaking to that, um, I think homeschooling, I, I don't necessarily know that, I mean, it did, it did not really necessarily help uh, my growth into adulthood and society and really kind of being able to understand necessarily all like social cues and um, I guess how to kind of act in a, in a public forum versus like just when you're alone um and and camming did did kind of I, I wouldn't say that I started camming because of homeschooling um I think I've talked about um a bit about my start into camming uh previously but it was not actually my choice to begin camming um it was uh, a job found for me by my ex um and then it's something that I just did for ever is until now um well and still now i suppose just not really a cam model anymore but i mean camming did help me blossom a lot in that way because i was very used to being on my own and kind of just entertaining myself i suppose um like when i was a kid i i read a lot i was a big writer i used to have notebooks just filled with <laughs> the book titles that i've read the the date that I had started and finished the book and then I had a tally of how many times I had read a particular book like it, it just went I don't even know why I did that but it just went on and on and I had so many of these books just these little composition notebooks just filled up with like oh here's the book that I read here's how many times I've read it here's when I read it here's how long it took me to read it like and and I would also spend a lot of time writing um talked about this as well but I used to write on um like fan fiction forums uh Harry Potter <laughs> fan fiction forums <laughs> and um so I mean I, I I would also begin so many books like I thought that I was gonna finish writing so many novels but it's kind of just like everything else that I do I have like so many hobbies and interests and like oh I could do this or I want to do this and then it's like I end up losing interest or not even necessarily losing interest, but I get distracted and pulled away by some new thing that I want to start and do. And so the other things get kind of like pushed to the wayside. Um, and then it's hard for me to go back to them, which I guess I've talked about before as well. But um, I definitely did not choose camming. Like I, I was um, very... Uh, ashamed and uncomfortable with my body I think especially growing up homeschooled not like I've, I've heard stories where you see like stuff in movies or experience this in your real life but like being in a locker room setting and like changing in front of other girls that never happened for me ever so I was even um in sports uh teams and like different leagues and stuff because there was homeschool equivalents of that um and because most of us were predominantly like homeschooled and came from very religious families, I'm talking even in volleyball, we didn't wear those cute little booty shorts. We wore shorts that went down like to our knees or past our knees. Um, <laughs> there was no like changing in front of 
people typically like in the locker room at the very least if it was changing it was not showering with nor fully naked um or any of that kind of thing because it was very very conservative very only you look at your body like blah 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 um so I didn't even necessarily know like like seeing that in movies always just made me feel like so weird I was like like are there people just like change in front of each other you know like I <laughs> if you told 15 to even 18 year old me that this would be the job that I ended up having um starting in my early 20s and continuing now and in, well into my adulthood um I would not have believed that I mean I didn't even wear bikinis I wore like board shorts that had like the bikini line sewn into them like even at the beach I needed to be as covered up as possible it was not it was not a thing for me um like I didn't I didn't really know how to do my makeup any makeup that I did was very like punk emo goth like thick fucking black liner fucking don't fucking look at me like you know just very aggressive and kind of which I guess was kind of because I got bullied um a lot in in junior high and high school especially because I was homeschooled so it was um you know people don't like what they don't understand and especially in the church uh that my family was a part of like nobody else was homeschooled and so I I had like I had like one one or two friends um that were also kind of like the weirdos they weren't homeschooled but just fellow weirdos like me and I mean weirdos in the most loving way possible because you know without them I really would have been completely alone in that situation um but camming is not ever something that I would have conceptualized um ever conceived of doing when I was a kid and homeschooling is definitely not what pushed me into that um I guess in some ways, um, not necessarily. I, I think that there's a, a way to homeschool that can give you a good footing and a good grasp of the world moving into it as an adult. But I don't, I don't think that my mom really knew how to do that necessarily, nor was she really prepared to homeschool us. I don't think that she really wanted to, and there was other things that she wanted to do. And... Um, I, I just think it, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Um, but I think in some ways homeschooling kind of pushed me into situations that made me really want to have affection or to, to be liked. I'm like very much a people pleaser because or less so now, but definitely more so in my earlier years, um, wanted everybody to like me because I felt like nobody liked me. Um, so it's kind of why I ended up getting into, I think, the relationships that I did that ended up pushing me into the relationship that got me into camming. So um, even at the beginning of camming, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. I was still very uncomfortable with myself and my body and like, oh my God, I'm naked. But it, it was a lot better than stripping at a strip club, which I did for a little while, which was a horrifying experience for me because that's actually in person in front of people when you're already terrified of yourself and everyone in your body. And, um, and all of a sudden you're 
dancing in a club and you're taking off your clothes for complete strangers. Um, and I had some bad experiences with that as well, which um, by the time that camming was an option, I was like, all right, so I've already been naked in front of people. I've had change thrown at me. I've been harassed and all this stuff. So camming is a lot better because I get to sit, you know, in, in my bedroom, essentially, and, you know, just kind of have a similar experience but through a computer screen which is a lot safer um and it felt it felt a lot less um like performing at first like i think it helped me get into the comfortable niche of just not even necessarily being naked but just kind of talking um talking has never been my thing like writing has always been my thing um and especially like being homeschooled um you spend a lot of that. You spend a lot of that time alone, um, and I was always kind of quiet. And I always preferred writing, poetry, all the novels I started. Like I said, all that kind of stuff. So, words um, come easily to me when it's pen to paper or fingers to keyboard. But when it comes from brain to mouth, it gets really jumbled <laughs> a lot of the time. And so, like even sitting here now, like so preparing for this podcast today. Um, I was getting really stressed out just knowing that I had to sit here and just talk with myself for like 40 minutes to an hour or whatever. And so I started making all these mistakes because I just started stressing and I get this like stress in my chest and I start knocking things around and, you know, overthinking lighting and I don't know, I'm still overthinking the lighting a little bit, but, and I start to make mistakes. Um, this is something that's gotten a lot better with time, but definitely when I first started camming, I think having that very private space that maybe wasn't private, but it felt very private, um, kind of helped me be able to take on that role. And then I realized that, oh, okay, so there there are people that do like me, um, which was an interesting concept for me. So I was often told by my partner that nobody liked me except for them. Um, I, like I said, I was bullied, so it wasn't, it, it wasn't really a concept for me that people could enjoy me or spending time with me. Um, especially in, essentially when it was a bunch of people just watching me, like it was like me and other people. I didn't even do my first like girl, girl show, um, for the first maybe year, um, year, maybe year and a half almost two years. I'm not even sure exactly, but it was, it was quite a while in before I even did, um, a stream with, with another performer. Um, so it was kind of interesting for me to be able to open up a bit that way. Um, and yeah, I don't really remember where I was going with this, but no, homeschooling did not, uh, get me into camming, uh, necessarily. I think there was a lot of factors that kind of set me up to be in that position and I think that camming helped me in a lot of ways um develop as a person I, I mean I would have developed regardless of what job I went into but I, I like the person that I am um and I'm working on things every day which is good because there's always room for improvement and everybody sucks a little bit Anyway, that was really long. Oh, and we're well past uh, the nice girl clock, so... F fuck! Shit, bitch! Ah! Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, anyway, we'll try, we'll try a different um, voice message, and then we can move on to emails that I have collected. 
So I'm going to choose one more um, from Cornell. And Cornell, I see here that you have stuff like about uh, questions about cosplay or who I would like to work with or dream guests of having on. So I'm going to kind of address that really quick. Any cosplay that I end up doing or want to do or whatever, you will see on my platforms. You will see on all my social media. Um, I... I kind of like to keep those secret and I like to plan just drops and releases to kind of like startle people because um, I used to do cosplay cam streams all the time. So I've done a lot of cosplay and now that I don't do streams as much anymore, um, whenever I have a cosplay that's kind of like something that I'm really into, I like to plan it out. I have one that I've been in the planning stages of for like a year now and this is not me holding it back. It's this fucking costume maker I'm just having the most nightmare with. Anyway, and as far as who I'd like to work with or who I'd like to have on, once again, that's also something that I'm kind of like, I want to work with and have on as guests, people who want to be here, who want to work with me. And, you know, so it's kind of like, it's not, I don't really have a dream guest of people. I like to just meet people and interact with people. And if we have a good vibe, then we work together in some, in some format. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not really a, a, um, I don't know, a name chaser, I suppose. Like, for instance, um, uh, Phoenix Marie was a dream guest of mine to have on here, but that's simply because I'd interacted with her in other formats that weren't work. So, for instance, and we still haven't actually worked together. Um, I had met her at a few different party settings, um, and I had followed her on social media, and I'd had... Um, just base level interactions with her and I found her to be a very interesting person with a very um, interesting story. So that's that's why I wanted to have her on. And even then I would still work with her, but I mean, we, we still haven't worked together. So it's kind of like I like to just let things develop organically. And maybe I should push, maybe I should push stuff more. That's probably better for business sense, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I pushed... I feel like I pushed so many, <laughs> so many work partners <laughs> before, and sometimes it just like it, it it ends up feeling forced. I think I've discussed that before a little bit, but as why I want to be around people who want to be around me. So, and and that's not necessarily. I know that probably sounds conceited, but hopefully you understand it in the way that I actually mean it. Once again, as I said, brain to mouth. Words, not my forte. So, all right. So let's try with personal responsibility. Molly, this is Cornell. Um, so when you were filming, well, I guess not filming. I don't know if you were filming yet. Um, when you were live streaming last, um, you started speaking about personal responsibility, especially with regards to dealing with sex workers and adult entertainers, however you best want to describe it. And it reminded me of something that I ran into back when I was in high school. So I was an intern in the local state's attorney's office. And there was a dude who wrote in a letter complaining about the local strip club because they would ask him for money whenever he went in there. And he said it got to the point where he refused to even bring in his debit card because he got so annoyed by it. And I remember all of the prosecutors were like, why the fuck are you in the strip club? Why the fuck are you in the strip That's actually super amazing. <laughs> oh my god. So um, I'll, I'll probably get David to uh, cut this in because I'm, I'm not sure how well 
the the sound from these is coming over here. I'm trying to keep my computer away from the microphone because the computer fan is loud. And anyway, so essentially, as far as personal responsibilities, someone <laughs> kept coming in to the the office, I guess, and complaining that strippers were asking him for money. But you keep going to a strip club, and that that is an amazing story. And I would like to speak to the, the other point as well about personal responsibility. When when I speak to personal responsibility, um, and pretty much when I speak to most things, I feel like on this podcast, it is definitely not just to people in my line of work. Um, like I I feel like the more and more that I do interact with people, um, and even outside of my line of work it's it's something that's kind of everywhere um and i i don't know why things have gotten the way but that story just makes me laugh because it's it's like um it's like people who who comment on my social media like ew i i hate this like like if i or if i post like a fitness stuff and then people are like we get it you're into fitness who cares well I fucking care. It's why I'm posting about it. But once again, like it comes back to all these different things. Or like if you get the religious people who post on yourself like, oh, you're going to go to hell because you show your titties or, or any of that stuff. It's like you don't have to look at it. That's on you. Like and the more that <laughs> maybe people just don't understand this, the more that you interact, right? With content on social media, especially things like TikTok and even Instagram, the more you interact on those posts that you say that you hate, the more you're going to get shown them because the algorithm thinks, oh, you spent a lot of time on this post. Um, you commented on it. You, you shared it to somebody else because you were enraged, blah, blah, blah. You really like this. It's going to keep showing you more of it. So if you don't like something, don't engage with it. Or there's also this fun little option, right? Um, I think it's like three little dots or whatever, but you, you press on it. You can Google it. Google is a thing that exists to help you learn things in life. And you can choose, you know, this does not interest me. <laughs> and it will show you less of the things that you're not interested in. So I just thought that, that was um, some fun food for thought for people who don't like things but continue to leave shithead comments on them. So thank you, Cornell. I really enjoyed that story. That makes me laugh so much. Why do strippers keep asking me for money? because you're at a fucking strip club, you dumbass. All right. So I'm going to get into the emails now, but I'm going to take a brief intermission to roll some beautiful ball shaving manscaped ads. Roll that footage, David. Gentlemen, Sweaty Sack Summer is fast approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your family jewels. The sponsor of today's episode, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these out on my man, and I can say they're the most comfortable underwear fabric that I've felt. In fact, I may have to steal them for myself. I sleep in the nude, but that's exactly how you'll feel wearing these undies. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. You would ensure a family heirloom, so make an investment in Manscaped's new boxer briefs to ensure the best comfort for your family jewels. Speaking of family, Father's Day is right around the corner, and what's a better way to thank Dad than treating him 
and yourself to this exclusive offer for my listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with my code TWND at manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0 in the Manscaped Performance Package is ready to tackle the generational growth of hair for you both from head to toe. The best package for your package also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold it all. Their fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology and has a 400k LED spotlight for a very precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof, so shaving anywhere is easier. We all know dads love comfort, and the new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped are the perfect way to save every father from uncomfortable heat. This gift is a hit for any daddy in your life. Let all the balls breathe this summer, whether on the golf course, taking out the trash, or getting ready for a hot date. Don't show up with a sweaty sack. Get 20% off and free shipping with my code TWND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code TWND at manscaped.com. Treat your dad or have the ladies calling. As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is, why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered kawaii lighting and I realized that it actually can be, and it is, at kawaiilighting.com. These aren't basic ring lights. They stand out. So whether you're looking for RGB to make a statement or want to do something extra cute, like with their cat, heart, or star-shaped lights, kawaiilighting.com has you covered. Get one for yourself. Get one for the cute streamer in your life. Whoever you get one for, use code TWND at checkout or click the affiliate link in the description to let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show you daddy with manscaped welcome back um so i took a little pish and i was just thinking mm, it's really so weird so i listen to podcasts right um i love podcasts there's so many i listen to i i barely even watch shows anymore every time i get a question sent to the podcast so if these are questions that you're asking um just pay attention to what i'm about to tell you right now and also you should have listened to other episodes as well because i've talked about this um multiple times so as far as tv shows um currently have not found anything that's like holding my attention movies can't even sit through them um so i keep getting like messages about like what's your favorite show like what do you love to binge and i don't i just i don't have anything um just nothing is holding my attention but what i have been loving is a bunch of different podcasts so um i will actually like i i I feel i don't know if i should be shouting out other podcasts on my podcast um but you guys can feel free to dm me on the platforms that i am and i can let you know the podcasts that i enjoy i just don't want to i never want to feel like i'm like like using other Names. I don't. I don't know. I. I just. I feel. I don't know what. I. I don't know what like the the decorum is for that. So I'm not gonna like mention a bunch of podcasts. But I will create a list of things that I enjoy listening to. Um, that I can then share with you guys. Maybe I'll share a Spotify or something like that of things I listen to. But regardless, not been as much into TV and movies lately. So if you're gonna keep asking those questions, I'll. I probably won't answer them. 
much again because I have nothing really much to say about that. But I enjoy listening to people um, talk in different conversations and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I was thinking while I was taking a pitch, this is really long winded. I'm getting back to it. Like every one of them almost right, has like someone, even if it's like a primarily solo podcast, they have someone in the in the booth, as it were, to like feed stuff off of. Like even if you have a question about something or, you know, it's like, hey, is this, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I don't have that. And it makes me feel even crazier because it's not even camming. So even doing the live stream of this, I felt so much more comfortable than doing this right now because and maybe I have to like wait to get your guys's reaction or feedback on something. But then I kind of feel like I have someone there keeping me on track. But I think um, it'll be really fun to bring Laura on for more episodes when I'm back because I feel like I'm just really not that interesting on my own or I start overthinking things as I'm doing the episode and if I can have someone to kind of ground me that'll probably help a little bit more David I wish you weren't so far away all right moving on to I'm so sorry moving on to the emails that I have collected also this says morning wood which I think is funny and it's my coffee thermos all right for those who ask the other questions of how do I take my coffee, it's typically just black. Just black coffee. Black like my soul. I need it bitter. I need it to charge my day. All right. No milk. It'll make me poop myself. All right. So this is about spanking from Brandon from Connecticut. Hello. Big fan of your video content and huge fan of your podcast. Oh, thank you. And Instagram page. Thank you again. Your workouts are very inspiring and impressive. They're not, but I'm working on it. Thank you. I'm a bit of a spanko. Spanko? Is that an actual term? David, Google this for me. I'm just kidding. I'm Googling it myself. Spank. I just haven't heard of this term. Okay, the first thing that comes up is when I type in Spanko to the Googs is Whipping Tom. Whipping Tom was a nickname given to two sexual attackers in London, and he would sometimes accompany his attacks by shouting, Spanko. I hope that you are not a sexual attacker. I don't think that that's what you mean. I assume that perhaps you just enjoy being spanked. And that's what I'm going to go with because I don't really like what Wikipedia is telling me that a spanko is. So we're going to pretend that that doesn't exist. Okay. So I'm a big fan of <coughs> spanking. And I can't help but notice you can administer one heck of a hand spanking. Is spanking something you like to incorporate in your personal life? And would dating a dude who likes to be spanked be a turnoff for you? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Um, I don't really, so I like butts. I like big butts. And I, can, I don't think I can sing these songs that I keep trying to like break in. I think that's like copyrighted somehow. I'm not. Anyway, um, I love butts. I do. I'm a huge fan of booties. Like they're so fun to, to jiggle and to smack. And my man, every time, 
I see it. It's just looking good. I just like to poke it out of nowhere. <laughs> Which he doesn't like. <laughs> or I just walk up and just... But sexually, it's not like... So with with women, for instance, I like to spank women sexually. Um, but I also just like to spank for fun just because I like butts and I like I like to hear some go, <laughs> but it's not necessarily like a turn on for me, especially not spanking like my partner. Um, <clears throat> I enjoy being spanked by my partner. Um, but for me, I just like to like, maybe it's flirty, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's sexual. Um, and for me, I'm not like, <sighs> I just don't know if, <sighs> I mean, if, if somebody, if, if I was with, like, for instance, if my partner now was like, I need to be spanked to come, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like, I would do it. Like, I, I think it just, it's not, but it's not necessarily like a huge turn on for me necessarily. I think that there's like different sexual roles that I mean, I can get into, but I wouldn't say that, like, for me, I don't really like to be... I don't really know what all the terminology is. I guess I'm kind of switchy um, because I like to do dominant things. I like to be in dominant roles, especially in sex. I like, I know what I like. And so I like to make that happen. <laughs> but I also, at the same time, like I said, want to be spanked and, and I, I want to be thrown around and, you know, do that stuff. But especially with women, I like to be a lot more dominant. Um, and part of that is like, I, f <clears throat> I feel like most women are like smaller than me and when they try to be dominant, I don't, I, I just can't get into it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel genuine. I'm just like, there, you can't dominate me. <laughs> like I, I'm like twice the size of you. Um, I, and I, there are women who have played the dominant role very well before, um, uh, for instance, uh, Kay Carter, shout out Kay if you're listening. Um, if you like, if you like dominant women, Kay Carter will do it for you. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, but as far as spanking, like it's not a super huge turn on for me. But if my partner was into being spanked, it would not necessarily be a turn off for me. So I hope that I hope that answers your question. <clears throat> All right. Um. Da da da. This does need charge if anyone was wondering. I wonder if I can do this. No, I'm not going to do that. You don't need this. There's not even nicotine in it. Stop. Stop it. Okay. All right. I get nervous when I talk for too long and then I have that oral fixation. So I'll just chew my nails instead. <laughs> All right. So this is from River. Hello, Miss Molly. I love your show. Thank you. What you said about listening to podcasts when you were going through a difficult time hits the mark with me. I'm stuck home with a chronic pain, medical disability, and your podcast, along with a few others, keeps me sane. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening. And I'm glad that it can, you know, help with your situation of being stuck at home. That really sucks. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. That was not part of the email. That was me saying something to River, so sorry if that was confusing. Um, <clears throat> I really appreciate your sharing your background with us. Putting yourself out there naked and vulnerable requires courage. 
or just apathy. <laughs> Getting yourself out of that abusive relationship required courage. I mean, I guess so. Um, see, oh my God, I'm doing this shit again where people are doing the compliment thing and I'm just like, well, if you fucking say so, I'm just a piece of shit. Stop being annoying. No one wants to hear you be self-deprecating all the time. But it's more funny when I'm self-deprecating. Now you're talking to yourself. All right. <clears throat> you quit drinking and focus on your mental and physical well-being. You turned your whole life around despite a bad start. Now you own your home and you're thriving. I hope you're proud of yourself as you should be and a fun personality and you're funny. <laughs> Thanks. Face it, you're amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, thank you for thinking that about me. Um, I'm sorry, this is so long. I, I feel like I should have cut out all the nice things about me and just focus on the Um it sounds like you're saying the way your parents raised you by sheltering you and isolating you gave you a big handicap when it came to going out into the world on your own. I'm helping raise a granddaughter now, and obviously we can't shelter and isolate her to the point she never learns how to function socially. When I was little, both my parents worked, so I was free to do whatever I wanted. That doesn't work so well either. We want to keep our kids safe from this world that's becoming scarier and scarier, but they must eventually go out into it on their own. How much do you expose them to, and when? What would have helped you if you could go back in time? What would you do differently or have your parents do differently? Um, so I'm one of those people. And if, if you're an avid listener of my podcast river, as it seems that you are then you'll probably have heard last week's episode with David, where there's this recollection of there is no past and there is no future. There is only present. So the past, you cannot change the future. You cannot determine, you can't magically arrive there. You're only in your present. So it's for me, it's not anything that I would go back in time and, and do differently necessarily. And when I was, when I was sheltered, it was kind of like uh, sheltered in, in different ways. For instance, like things that had to do with the church a lot. So I don't know if you are religious. I mean, I if you are, more power to you. I just kind of doubt most people who listen to this podcast are, but I could be wrong. Um, most of my sheltering had to do with things like sexuality. So um, also in my conversation uh, with David in last week's episode, um, I talked a lot about how kind of unparented we were in a lot of ways. Um would just take my bike out into the woods like a feral animal and like you know spend a lot of time away from home like I would just take my dog out at the time had this golden retriever growing up and just go on my rollerblades my bicycle and just go and do whatever or you know when I did get a car you know just drive and 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 go places and I mean it's like you know you have to check in eventually but it, a lot of things were very unparented which is like different than now but I feel like a lot of a lot of things that perhaps they could have done differently is maybe been more open talking to me about actually like becoming a woman. So I, I feel like a lot of um, the, the big sheltering was things like, like, I should not have been afraid of my own body naked, like arriving at my period should not have been that big of a surprise to me. You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, 
But I mean, I think that kind of comes back to the whole religious thing where anything to do with sex, nudity, any of that stuff is kind of taboo. So if that's not if that's not really something that you're as worried about, I think just being able to talk at an appropriate age, at an appropriate time and in an appropriate way with a young person that you're caring for, whether it's your child or granddaughter or whatever, being able to kind of talk to them about how it is that you should be treated by the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's a proclivity, like there's, there's nothing wrong with either thing. That was something else that was taught to me very young is like, um, my, my grandmother, uh, rest in peace. Um, she had a female partner later in life and growing up, like she was my favorite. I just, I loved her so much and she was such a hippie just she would send me postcards from like all all over the the country on the different places that she was and every now and then we'd visit her in a different place and she was just this beautiful soul and I didn't really understand for a, a long time that she was like with a woman it, like, it didn't compute to me that there was any real difference um until I was a bit older and started hearing things from my other grandmother and you know even things from my mother about that and like oh she's a lesbian and it's this and that um my grandmother not the awesome one <laughs> when I was like 12-ish and I didn't really have an interest in boys would tell people that I was a lesbian and I inherited it from my other grandmother and like that side of the family and like I it's 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 it comes back to that thing of people hating what they don't understand right and it's like oh i don't understand this so i'm afraid of it or i hate it or i'm gonna lash out against it and like i didn't have any idea of really how i was supposed to be treated sexually how i was supposed to allow other people to treat me and my body like caring about myself caring about my body like it was it was like don't have sex until marriage that didn't work like and it wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't even me going out of my way to try to have sex before marriage <laughs> like I, I didn't get a talk about STDs. I didn't get, um, I didn't really understand anything about condoms, like anything like that or to do with that. And the way that I lost my virginity <laughs> is, um, was not, uh, my choice. If you're picking up what I'm laying down and was a very horrible experience that ended up causing me to disassociate a lot from sex um, uh, for many, 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 many years and ended up seeing sex as a thing that just was um, and a thing that you just do and not really having care about uh, myself or my body in that regard. Um, and that's not something that it, like, it wasn't talked about, you know, it wasn't something that I felt that I could openly discuss, um, with my family or, or any of, you know, that kind of area that I was in at the time. Um, and some of the people that I did tell about it, um, 
would say things like it was my fault or <laughs> or you know like you were asking all this kind of stuff um and so i just kind of shut down from it and i didn't really examine it much again um until i was in therapy and that's a very long period of time um from it happening to actually re-examining it as an adult and having to figure out how that kind of um, ended up setting up my present um, from the past. So um, it was a lot of disassociation, a lot of things that resurfaced that I was like, damn, I didn't know that your brain could actually <laughs> block out a lot of traumatic things to allow you to just try to live your life as normally as possible. And it was a very difficult thing to kind of go back through and address and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a difference between sheltering someone and keeping someone safe with knowledge. So I, I mean, I think that there are good, like, I don't think that when someone is like a child, you have to discuss anything necessarily sexual or whatever with them. I think that's kind of weird. But once people start going through puberty, like that is a huge change. And once, and when you, when you, if you can learn about how you should be treated and different things about your body um, and sex and all of that kind of stuff in a way that's healthy and helpful by people who love you, then I think that that is a better way to set somebody up for success. Because it, not only should you kind of have a basis for how other people should treat you, but you should have a base level of self-respect and value for yourself for your body, for your mind, for everything that you are before you kind of head out into the world and you don't have necessarily your family or the same friends like propping you up and, and helping you see things for how they are. Because once you hit adulthood and once you go to college or you move out, I mean, I'm not friends with any of the people that I that I was friends with in high school or college or <clears throat> or anything like that. And a lot of big life things change and at the end of the day you only do have yourself to fall back on and and to rely on and if you can at the very least you know rely on yourself and respect yourself um at some base level i think you're going to have a lot easier time going out into the world and experiencing different people and traversing different situations so um i hope that answered your question i feel like i talked for a really long time and it probably didn't make any sense i don't know <laughs> oh okay <clears throat> fuck i start panicking when i talk a lot for a, a time okay <laughs> i wish i had my coffee all right um i titled this one affinity for girls I think I just skimmed all these, so I'm sorry if reading them is long or whatever, but fuck it, it's fun. So this is from Mark. Hello, Miss Molly. I don't have much of a history. It's funny that people still call me Miss Molly because that was my, my cam name for so long. It's cute when I hear it. All right. Um, Hello, Miss Molly. I don't have much of a history of watching porn in the past. I did that because there was quotation marks. Um. Only the last six months or so, as I have become acquainted with people in the industry, I have had an interest in. I have been a photographer for more than 50 years, so I'm acquainted with the nude female form. 
Speaking of the female form, you have an especially... I have never known anyone well enough to feel I could ask them questions about their breast surgery. Okay. My wife had cancer and thus lost both hers almost 20 years ago now. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodness. Um, I have been told that you lose some, if not all, your feeling and sensation in your nipples. And is this true? If I'm ever lucky enough to caress breasts that have been enhanced, what advice would you give me? Um, okay, so this is like a, a multiple part thing and I'm gonna read the next one later because I, I think I, I titled this Affinity for Girls and I completely missed the first paragraph, which is about my enhanced abubis. So um, I, I've heard that from a lot of people actually about like the losing of sensation in the boobs and i don't know if that's just i don't know how frequently that happens or if that's just something that people tell people so they don't get a boob job because so i i myself have very sensitive nipples i always have and once i got a boob job they're even more sensitive all of my boob is more sensitive um and most of the women that I know who have had a boob job uh, also say it's more sensitive. Like once the healing process is actually done, um, I guess maybe that could depend on where they were cut. Like I, I, I guess I, I went through, I don't know what it's called, but it's underneath. So all my scars are underneath. It went through the underneath. I can flex my boobs with my pecs because um, they're just silicones. <laughs> silicone and muscle woo and um but i guess some people go in through the armpit i guess but i don't even understand how that goes or like they go through the nipple which seems incredibly painful so maybe if you went through the nipple maybe that would probably lose sensation or feeling or at least some of it in the nipple because you're actually like cutting the nerves to the nipple which sounds horrible but i mean it could just have to do with where the incision is and where they're put in i suppose but for me definitely did not lose sensation gained even more which is sometimes like oh my god why but it's still nice so anyway um if you're ever lucky enough to caress breasts that have been enhanced i suggest asking the person who the breasts belong to what they enjoy much like with anything insects don't just like do stuff just be like what do you like so it's all comes back to communication all the time just ask just ask the person every every boob is different every woman is different like there is no i i think there's this misconception like there is no end all be all to good sex especially or to like especially to like pleasing a woman every woman is completely different which i even came to realize even more in recent years like what makes one woman come does not necessarily make another woman come like some women cannot get off from internal penetration i can i i didn't know that they couldn't because i always have been able to not all women can get off by humping a pillow i can uh, <laughs> some some women can only do clitoral stimulation and for some women clitoral stimulation is like okay but they have harder, deeper orgasms from penetration. There, you know, some women are all about the G spot, which does exist. Um, some women can get off purely from breast play, which I cannot do. Um, like, and there's, it's just, it's different strokes for different folks, literally. And it's like for guys, it's, I feel like it's pretty much the same. Like the dick 
goes up and you rub it up and down, you suck it up and down, it goes up and down to the vagina. Like, it's pretty standard. It's pretty freaking standard. Um, but with women, it's like, uh, okay, all right, so here's the difference. I feel like guys jerking off, guys coming, right? That's like an Atari joystick. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then with women coming, it's like, like using a PC gaming rig. It's like, it's got the LED flashing lights. It it has, you know, these strobe effects that go crazy. It has, you know, one of those, um, the, one of the, the mice that has like all the different like programming keys that you can use for your fingers, like all the shortcut keys and everything. You're just like, ah, and it makes no freaking sense. Unless you're the one that set it up. <laughs> to anybody else trying to use it, it's like, oh, what do I do? But anyone can use an Atari like joystick. So it's all about figuring out the person that you're with. So if you are trying to please a woman, don't assume that just because you could please another woman that it's going to work exactly the same for this new person. So ask, figure it out, ask them what feels good. Anyway, so moving on um, from this one... Da, da, da. still the same from mark so i watched one of your videos today with yourself and alex cole she's a very lovely lady i understand she lives near yes alex cole is amazing uh your interaction with her looks so genuine i didn't believe you were acting have you always had an affinity for girls even from an early age or did it come from exposure and interaction so definitely so with me especially when i'm creating um my own content i mean oftentimes in like mainstream films that i've done it is genuine as well um but i feel like sometimes there are women who are not into women and they just they do girl girl um i have always kind of been into women um i i I prefer men. I just do. But I have always had some sort of vinny for women. Like, and it depends on the woman too. And it also depends on the connection. So like, like for instance, Alex Cole and I vibe so very well. So we have an amazing time on and off cam. So like, she's just a wonderful person to talk to. I like vibe off of her mind so very much like um just her personality is fantastic and she is also a very sexual person like me and she gives as good as she gets you know so it's like a very fun time and it never feels forced because we're both there to basically bring each other pleasure which is amazing um but sometimes i go in and i i really enjoy giving pleasure so when i can go into a situation and i am very communicative like what do you like what do you not like and I can still just tell that they don't want to be involved in what's going on, then, you know, I, I don't fake my giving it because I really try to make it an enjoyable experience, especially when, especially when someone like, isn't necessarily into women. I'm like, I'm going to try to make this as easy and seamless and nice for you, hopefully as possible. Um, but then on the receiving end, it's, it's not always the same so you gotta fake it a little bit for the cameras but that's one of the reasons that um I really enjoy uh more making my own content now because yeah uh most of the people that I make content now with um I hang out with first I have on the podcast I get to know a little bit and I can kind of tell how we're going to vibe sexually 
And when we're also like creating content on our own, um, oftentimes I like to film content on our own before we even necessarily hire like a videographer and stuff. Cause that's how I used to make all my content before I did mainstream is, uh, especially with other cam girls, we would just have a camera set up and see what we want to make and get creative and see what happens, you know? Um, so, um, but as far as my affinity for girls, it's, it's always kind of been there. I had, you know, some of my minor college type experiences, but I, like I said, I also grew up in a very like conservative, like Christian-y area. And it's most of the people that I interacted with. So there wasn't like that many options for exploration, but, um, getting into like camming and things like that opened me up to more women who were down for both or just for women. And I've had some very, very, very fun experiences and learning experiences along the way. And also being, uh, with many women, I have discovered that that whole thing of like, not every woman is the same when it comes to the sexes. So it's like you, there's a different way to tune everyone's clock as it were. And, um, and you can, and I can really tell now when someone is into women versus acting like they're into women. <laughs> so, um, but definitely the more exposure and interaction, I guess, from the industry definitely helped me kind of, kind of more figure out my type, which is not even necessarily a type, but it's kind of like, I feel like for me with women, um, don't get me wrong, like I am so attracted to women, but I'm kind of more attracted, I guess, like to notice a woman to a certain type, right? However, when it comes to actually having sex with women, I'm more on the vibe with like the personality. And if I vibe with your personality, then fucking everything about you is sexy. So, but that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of how like a lot of people are, or I guess, I guess maybe not, maybe it is, you know, less people that the whole thing you know different strokes for different folks but it's definitely my thing and i think that's kind of my thing with men as well so um what it comes down to the most important thing for me is personality even even if i'm fucking you so <laughs> all right so we'll move on to john saul um long time fan first time questioner What's the sexiest thing you've been able to do now that you're on your amazing fitness and exercise regimen that you have not, would not have been able to do before? I know it turns me on about all your work, but I'd love to hear about a special experience that it has given you. Um, honestly, like, I don't, <sighs> what's the sexiest thing that being fit? My, my thing is like, okay, so I've always, I, and I've talked about this in more recent episodes. I think this is an older email that I was kind of saving for this trip. Um, so I, I made a realization that I've kind of always been marginally fit. Um, so I don't, I don't really feel like now I can do a bunch of like sexy things that I couldn't do before. I think the biggest thing from going on this kind of fitness journey thing is the giving up of alcohol which has helped my mindset a lot. Um, it's also helped me be a lot more consistent, which is really cool. But I'm also just a lot more generally positive, <laughs> not drinking. So that's pretty sexy because I don't have like mental breakdowns all the time, just like sometimes. So that's really cool. It's a lot, it's a lot, I feel a lot sexier when I don't, you know, feel depression all the time, <laughs> which is really cool. <laughs> um, 
But the sexy side, I don't know. I can um I can flex my boobs now, which is pretty cool. Um, been doing a lot, a lot of bench. Um, so I guess I've been developing my pecs a lot, so I can I can bounce my boobs like uh, was it Terry Terry Crews or whatever. So I can I can do that, which is which is fun. Um, I don't really know that it affords me much other like sexy. I mean, I guess my body looks better, but for me, it's not really about um, looking better. It's just about feeling better and kind of like seeing what I can do and how much I can push myself. Like I was really proud of myself because I know this may not be a lot to some people because I've been getting the freaking comments on Instagram about it. I can lift more than that. Well, congratulations. Go post a video of you actually fucking doing it. You cunt. You're not doing it. You just shut up. And it's like, so I, I went up a weight with with my bench press, which I haven't been doing bench too terribly long, but I have been pushing at it every day. And I've been trying to PR almost every single day. And I'm sore all the time, but that soreness like feels so good. And it, and it lets me know that I'm kind of like doing something and challenging myself every day. And I feel like even if other things in the day or in my life aren't necessarily going the best, at the very least, I can push myself in my training and try to accomplish something with my body and just see what I can do. Like, how many pull-ups can I do today? How many chin-ups can I do? Can I do a weighted chin? I did weighted chin-ups with, with a belt and a weight attached to it the other day. And I could only do one, but it was really cool. And it felt really good. And those those highs and those feelings of success um, doing something, you know, that feels powerful to me, even if it doesn't look or feel powerful to other people, it feels powerful and good to me. And doing something for myself that way feels really nice because I feel like a lot of things that I do... Um, I, I, I do for other people, which I love to do, but, you know, the my job is, you know, for other people. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's for you guys. Like, even this. Well, it's kind of for me. It's definitely for you guys. The training that I do and how much I'm willing to push myself, that is all for me. Like, I, could, I, I like to post things on the internet because obviously people know that it's something that I do. So I push out the content because people want to see the content and they ask for the content. Even the people who comment shit things on those posts, they want to see the content too because it gives them something to bitch about. So, but when I'm in the moment and I'm training and I don't record every fucking set. I, I set aside specific days that I record stuff for the social medias. Every other time is just me versus me. How much can I fucking do? How much can I accomplish today? And that feels really good, even on days that I feel like shit. Um, I've been sick on this trip, but despite being sick, I still go every day and do bench. <laughs> and it feels really good whether it's doing bench or dips or or any of that kind of stuff you know I just want to see like what can I do and I don't tell myself you know you can't do it I'm just like how much can you do and go to failure and failure is okay because failure isn't final failure is just like couldn't do this today maybe I can do it tomorrow maybe I can't do it tomorrow maybe I can do it next week and it's something to keep pushing towards and trying to succeed at in one way or another so I don't know if that answers your question but 
that's my answer. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the last one I'm going to answer from tech. So and this one just kind of reminded me back to my cam days. So what is your favorite Weird Al song and why? So my favorite Weird Al song um, is the Star Wars one. I'm trying to, I don't, I should have looked this up, um, the name of it, but Weird Al. Because, yeah, the saga begins. That's what I thought, but I don't want to misspeak. So the saga begins is my favorite Weird Al song because throughout all of my time um, as a cam model, I have played that song so, so, so many times. I will sing it from the top of my lungs, typically dressed as Slave Leia or something like that. I know all of the words. It would be a fan favorite request from people. Um, and I used to have people tip for song requests and things like that. And it just reminds me of some of the happiest times and days and moments um, during camming. And I know that I've had you know, a lot to say this or that, but not everything to do with camming or the old site was negative. And I learned and grew so much from camming and I still love the times that I'm able to cam now. Um, so if you ever want to make me smile, just come into one of my streams and tip me to put on the saga begins and you'll have, you'll have a good time and I'll have a good time. And I hope that you guys have had a good time listening to this podcast today. Um, I know it's a little different than we're used to, and I hope that I, I I barely remember what I talked about because I swear that I start just disassociating from what I'm even saying as I'm saying it because once again, as I've said, <sighs> words, pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, so good. Words, brain to mouth not so good. <laughs> but that could just be me overthinking as well. So, um, and once again, um, I hope that you guys do continue to listen and continue to send submissions because submissions help episodes like this so very much when I don't have any guests. Um, and it's just me versus me spitballing um, here in a little room by myself. So if you can send your submissions to anchor.fm slash twnd. Um, you, there's, a, there's a little message button with a plus on it if you scroll down and that's where you leave your voice messages. You can also send your email submissions to twndpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast at twndpodcast on Instagram and on Twitter, but I post more on Instagram um, than Twitter. Does anybody use Twitter anymore? I don't know. You can also follow my personal account at this redhead is sfw on um Instagram as well. Um, I do post clips from the podcast there too. You can go to youtube.com slash Molly Stewart chats to watch the full video episodes. Um, and as far as submissions go, I know that you guys, I, a lot of people tell me that they overthink it. Like, oh, I wouldn't even know what to say. I can give you crappy advice <laughs> that you don't necessarily have to take, but it's literally, you want to hear my opinion about something. You want to hear me rant about something. Do you have a funny video that you saw that you want me to react to? Do you have a news story that you think I may find interesting or want to talk about or anything, literally anything. And if I don't pick you, I'm sorry, but just keep trying because that's all we can do in life is keep trying. So thank you for listening and I will see you next week. I hope that was okay, David. Okay. 
I'll stop now. I hope that was okay. Oh.